Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In their attempts to find large audiences over the decades, many gaming franchises have suffered something akin to an identity crisis. Sequels, reboots, and spin-offs have all branched out from the roots they made their initial successes on. But though these titles are good in certain respects, it must be said that no one seems to be catering for the old stalwarts of their respective genres anymore. Think about it. As these more niche franchises attempt to emulate and cater for a wider market, they automatically lose many of the quirks and features that drew audiences towards them in the first place. When franchises do change, the quality of the series can go anywhere, irrespective of the inevitable fan backlashes that occur. In their quest to branch out and find these new audiences, developers risk alienating their most dedicated fans, but at the same time, they do need to cater for a bigger audience in order to ensure a successful release. Bah! Whichever way you look at it, I believe the scientific term would be a doozy. So, I'm Yoon from What Culture, and here are 11 video game sequels not made for their original audiences. Number 11, Dead Space 3. Dead Space was always built upon the foundations laid by Ridley Scott in 1979's Alien, utilizing the sci-fi horror tone pioneered by his film and placing it in a new unique lore. With that in mind, it's not difficult to comprehend just how much of a departure the third game was compared to the first two. Gone was the isolated paranoia of the original Dead Space, shattered by a completely out-of-place co-op focus and an action genre feel that managed to erase much of the suspense the series had worked so hard to create in the previous two games. The third title just completely absolved itself of its original fanbase in an attempt to find a wider audience, which is even weirder considering the fact it was the finale to that trilogy. New fans aren't going to want to drop into a series in time for its final act, and yet, by the studio's own logic, Dead Space 3 would have provided the perfect jumping on point for fans less accustomed to the horror game's original gameplay. The real stinker? This is one of Visceral Games' last ever productions before EA binned them when working on Star Wars. Cheers, EA. Thank you. Great. That's another. Yep, brilliant. Thank you. Number 10, DMC Devil May Cry. Ninja Theory's reboot, the wildly ostentatious Devil May Cry saga, attracted criticism from its fanbase for all the wrong reasons, because the game was actually fantastic. Despite the very real cosmetic changes to the series' environmental aesthetic, DMC was a clear improvement on the old Devil May Cry formula we all know and love. Sure, the story was given a change and Dante was given a new look, most likely to attract more audiences looking to dabble in the hack and slash genre, but to try and insinuate that one audience was ostracized because of a haircut is a tad silly. Sorry, Scott. Either way, DMC5 looks brilliant, so at least fans will get the best of both worlds this time around. 
Number 9. Medal of Honor, 2010 Disastrously killed thanks to an unprecedented bad sequel to this reboot, the Medal of Honor franchise had always struggled to find its footing after Call of Duty came along. Factors like the oversaturated FPS market obviously played their part, but was it Medal of Honor's modern-day paint job that actually sealed its downfall? This is a bit of a difficult case to make, seeing as how the FPS genre was still trying to shake itself silly from the countless World War II shooters that had dominated the decade prior to 2010. But with the hindsight we now have today, it's more than fair to say that the community hadn't gotten tired of historical-themed shooters. Medal of Honor was, until 2010, a franchise solely dedicated to focusing on the European and Pacific theatres of World War II but then proceeded to implode on itself when it decided to change its designs to the controversial War on Terror. The first release packed a heavy narrative punch, but it was by no means made for the fans who had loved the first World War II games. Number 8. Fallout 3 Deviating from the isometric view its predecessors had, Fallout 3 marked Bethesda's return to the genre they have been defined by in recent years. The third-person action RPG glitch fest, I mean RPG. It marked a huge departure for the series, which, under Black Isle, had remained a largely top-down RPG. Bethesda's first foray into the franchise caused a lot of division within the fanbase, even if it was a fairly spectacular game. Fans of Black Isle Studios' first two games in the series may now find themselves disinterested in the franchise's current iteration, even if many of the much-loved aspects of them did make it into the transition to consoles. Ironically, the same rule may now apply to those Fallout 3 and New Vegas fans who've rallied against 76, which ditched the tenets the series established in 2007. Number 7. Hitman Absolution Although the Hitman series may be back to its best, there was a time when the series wasn't so adored. Hitman Absolution was intended to be a soft reboot of the series, and though it wasn't panned like some of the other titles previously mentioned, praise wasn't exactly unanimous either. At the top of fans' concerns was the fact that the quintessential Hitman formula had disappeared. In its place came a more restrictive, linear setup that didn't encourage freedom nearly half as much as the previous installments in the series did, most notably in 2006's Blood Money, and it's for that reason why the series underwent another soft reboot in 2016. Number 6. Doom 3 Although Bethesda's 2016 Doom reboot managed to bring this series back to its relentlessly paced, chaotic self, the previous entry, Doom 3, signalled a massive change in direction for the franchise. Gone was the sense of empowerment and the breakneck pace of combat. Instead, Doom 3 rebranded the series as a survival horror, grinding the game to a halt and losing what made the previous two entries in the series so enjoyable to the franchise's veterans. It just wasn't all that enjoyable. But hey, at least everything worked out in the end. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Number five, Bionic Commando, 2009. Referred to by Josh Brown as the one where the dude shags his arm, 2009's Bionic Commando is a bit of a weird title to broach. The pseudo-sequel slash reboot to one of the 80s best-loved action platformers was always going to be a bit of an oddball. Not just because the franchise had been dead for at least a decade, but because it was coming back as a third-person shooter. Platformers have never really been able to muster the same sort of popularity they once did back when they were pixelated 8-bit side-scrollers, but if you're going to improve on its premise, at least follow in its original footsteps. There was actually a critically well-received remake that came out the same year, which shows that fans of the original series were at least interested in seeing a follow-up in a similar vein, not what they ended up getting instead, involving a guy loving his arm. Maybe a bit too much. Number 4. Sleeping Dogs Triad Wars Ah, oh, remember Sleeping Dogs? It was a fantastic open-world game in the style of GTA that paid homage to different pieces of Hong Kong cinema, including Infernal Affairs and Hard Boiled. It had some brutal combat, a compelling story, and some fun gameplay, so you'd think that the follow-up would attempt at least something vaguely similar to that single-player experience. What players were going to get instead was the now-cancelled Triad Wars, which was going to be an MMO taking place within the Sleeping Dogs universe. It was also going to be a PC exclusive, which would mean that most of the title's original audience would have been unable to play it anyway. Tragically, United Front Games closed its doors for good in 2016, making the chance of a sequel being developed somewhat difficult. Still, a remaster did come in 2014, and a film is apparently in the works with Donnie Yen set to play Wei Shen, so fingers crossed something can actually happen in the near future. Number 3. Bomberman Act Zero In terms of a franchise divesting from what made it so entertaining to begin with, Bomberman Act Zero is a pretty egregious example. Konami's series had once been a cutesy, maze-based game that had players take on the eponymous character to fend off against various enemies and obstacles. It was immensely popular, but come 2006, Konami decided to make a change. Act Zero, as it would be called, had players assume the role of their own Bomberman in a dystopian setting, and it was about the edgiest piece of edgelord content you could ever imagine. Number 2. Sonic Boom Oh, Sonic. 
What on earth ever happened to you? It's so sad that such an icon of the gaming medium could be turned into such a key symbol of mediocrity. And though we can't lay the blame for its decline squarely at the feet of Sonic Boom, we really have to ask what exactly was its intention. I mean, it's a reboot, but also not a reboot, and Sonic has an ascot, and, and Knuckles has no legs, and it's awful. It's obviously trying to appeal to younger fans, but it doesn't hold a candle to the 2D Sonic games of old. In that sense, it inhibits the character's ability to resonate with people of all ages, unlike Mario, whose popularity still shows no sign of waning. Either way, the kids who picked up Sonic for the first time in the 90s, or even discovered it for the first time with a mega collection like yours truly, aren't going to be too enthused about getting another anytime soon. Number 1. Resident Evil 6 this one doesn't really warrant further explanation, but the evolution of the Resident Evil franchise certainly does. It's been everything from a fixed camera survival horror to a third-person shooter with horror aspects, an action spectacle of Michael Bay proportions before switching back to the horror element over the last few years. Looking back at those three iterations, it really isn't hard to tell you which one feels out of place. Sure, the critically lauded Resident Evil 4 messed with the recipe, but it was a revolutionary game in its own right. It brought in some fantastic shooting mechanics, retained the suspense of the original games, and offered some fantastic locales to boot. It was the perfect cross-generational Resident Evil. Which then brings us to Resident Evil 6, which sought to capitalize on every late 2000s action-adventure trend and put them in a franchise they had no business being in. Zombies carry guns, explosions dominate the scenery, and there are barely any scares to be had with the whole thing. Definitely not something fans of the old games would be interested in today. Resident Evil status as an old series has meant that it's gone through many transitional phases, some more successful than others, and some definitely more successful than that time Chris Redfield tried to punch a boulder in the face. However, it perfectly encapsulates the success and failure to be had in branching out from an IP's original roots, with its fourth entry gaining huge success and the sixth failing on pretty much every level imaginable. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.